In the name of a God who is all about forgiveness. Amen. Oh, forgiveness. Forgiveness is hard and not easily addressed in one problematic parable or in one ten-minute sermon or in one lifetime. If you really want to dive into the artful spiritual practice of forgiveness, it may be helpful to know that forgiveness isn't about endorsing bad behavior or reconciling with a dangerous person or letting someone get away with something. Forgiveness is, first and foremost, an internal process. It is defined as the release of resentment. Maybe you'd like to hear about the health benefits of forgiveness or the fact that forgiveness is good for brain development and resentment actually deteriorates the brain. We could run through the correlation of forgiveness practices and happiness statistics. Or I could share with you you that quote attributed to many different people about how holding a grudge is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. But I am not convinced that any of that would be all that helpful. We all know that forgiveness is a virtuous and healthy and helpful thing to practice. And besides that, this is not a TED Talk, and I am not an expert on forgiveness, and you are not an audience. We are a faith community. You are a congregation And I am your priest. And we together sit at the feet of our family's best storyteller, Jesus, wanting him to give us some direction, not on why to forgive, but on how. And he responds to Peter and to us by telling a story that is supposed to make us very uncomfortable. And it does. The implication in his parable that forgiveness is contingent on our ability to forgive others makes me shift uncomfortably up here. You know how I kiss the gospel book after I have read a story from it? While this is an ancient practice, I do it in the same spirit in which I kiss a family member. I do not always agree with my relatives or like what they have said or done, but I love them and I respect them. And so I kiss them. I love Jesus and respect him. And so I kiss the gospel book even when the words unsettle me. It is a small act of forgiveness toward myself for expecting Jesus to be more like me and toward Jesus for being Jesus and unsettling me again. Today I am unsettled. And there are other truths in this room that ought to be named. We as a community are coming to the end of an interim time, an in-between time. In two weeks we will welcome Nancy, our new rector. Waiting and wondering is exciting. 
but it can also bring out anxiety and quirky behavior and uncertainty. Sometimes when communities are in transition, feelings get hurt, mistakes get made, people turn out to be less than perfect, expectations are thwarted, things don't always run as smoothly as we want them to, forgiveness is needed. As we approach a new relationship, we often reflect on relationships of the past. Change awakens memories of other rectors, of weddings and funerals, of abundant times and scarce times, of gratitude and celebration, and of pain and loss, of other hellos and other goodbyes of moments that you felt God in this place and moments that you did not feel God in this place and wondered why. In faith communities, we open ourselves to one another. We are vulnerable. Wonderful things happen and hurtful things happen. Forgiveness is often needed. The earliest church community, which consisted of Jesus' disciples and followers, wasn't so different from our community here now. Which is why Peter asked this question of Jesus. Peter loved his church. He was always trying to go deeper into community, deeper into Jesus' teachings, deeper into God's love. He asked the big questions. He let himself be very vulnerable. He tried again and again to get it right, and he made the most glaring mistakes. In today's Gospel, Peter's trying hard to discern Jesus' teachings around forgiveness. More than likely, there are people in his community who have hurt him, and people in his community who he has hurt. And here Jesus is telling them all that God commands forgiveness, doesn't suggest it, commands it. So Peter puts himself out there like he always does. Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? It's the wrong question, framed in the wrong way. But Jesus humors him. No, Peter, not seven times, 77 times. Forgive more times than you think you have the capacity to forgive. Just keep on forgiving. Forgiveness is not so much a quantifiable or isolated event, but rather a mindset. A thing engaged daily, particularly in community. To ask how many times one must forgive in community is like, and forgive me this analogy, it's like moving into a house and after a week you notice that the bathroom's getting a bit grimy, which is annoying. But you roll up your sleeves and you get out the scrub brushes and an hour later you think you're done only to discover the next day that there's a blob of toothpaste on the sink. And what would that mildew on the ceiling over the shower? You didn't even notice that yesterday. Maybe you'll have to clean this bathroom again. 
maybe even seven times during the course of living here. Ridiculous, right? Seventy-seven might be closer to the mark, but that wasn't Jesus' real answer. The answer was, just keep cleaning the bathroom. Just keep forgiving. Don't let mildew grow between you and your brother. Don't let soap scum corrode your ability to pray for your sister. Don't let other people's messy habits block you from seeing your own sins and your own need for grace and mercy and forgiveness. And don't let that hazy mirror keep you from seeing how beautifully beloved you are either. Because the truth is, you are beloved. And the best way to stay tuned to that is to know that you are forgiven. No more or less forgiven than anybody else. Just continuously forgiven. Whatever you've done, God is forgiving you and Jesus is telling those who know you to forgive you as well. I believe that this is a beloved community where people feed one another and where people occasionally get hurt and where forgiveness needs to and can happen. I believe that all of us make mistakes daily, hourly. In communities and families, all of us hurt each other intentionally and unintentionally. I believe that once we humbly confess and seek forgiveness for our own sins, we are less likely to repeat them. And forgiveness toward one another and ourselves flows more easily. I believe that we can forgive even when we cannot or should not reconcile a relationship. I believe that If we can talk about forgiveness and learn how to give and receive it in a safe community, we can take what we've learned here and bring it out there into our wider lives. I believe that the sacrament of confession, said either privately or said together in our worship here on Sundays, is a way to, a healing way to infuse forgiveness into our lives. I believe that God's commandment that we forgive one another is linked to God's commandment that we observe Sabbath. We need to clean resentment out of our lives just as we need to clean relentless busyness out of our lives. Both practices make more space for God, more space for love in us. Parables are not easy or simple, or straightforward, or literal. It is possible that Jesus' parable today isn't as much about God giving us an ultimatum around forgiveness as it is a wake-up call. We need to forgive others. We need to be forgiven, and they go hand in hand. We love and we are loved. We breathe in so that we may breathe out. 
Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Maybe it's a matter of spiritual physics. Our hearts, our relationships, our communities, our church can only function well when we are breathing forgiveness in deeply and exhaling forgiveness fully. I still believe that forgiveness is really, really hard. But I also believe that it's possible and necessary and that each of us deserves the peace that forgiveness brings. May a culture of forgiveness be a part of this place now as we prepare to enter into a new relationship with a new rector and in the years to come as we seek to live ever more deeply into God's purposes in our lives and in this place. Amen.